What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. Yo, it's Johnny King with another episode of Becoming Kings podcast. Becoming Kings, becoming the you that you want to be. It kind of is the, uh, I wouldn't say the purpose of life, but definitely one of the vehicles, right? That's how I see it, at least. And uh, caveat, not to toot my own horn, but I think it's important to, you know, whether you journal, whether you set goals, whether you just take time to to reflect back on where you were three months ago, six months ago, a year ago, five years ago. It's it's good to acknowledge your own growth. I think it's one of those things that uh, we as human beings, especially as men, don't do enough of because we're always looking for the next thing. We're always looking to evolve, to to provide, to grow, to make more money, to improve all those things. And if we don't actually take the time though to acknowledge, you know, where we've come, (laughs) uh, then we can always feel like we are chasing an elusive tail that we never actually receive. Right. And I say that because, uh, last couple of weeks (laughs) I've been on this, uh, this sort of like, gosh, I don't know what this, I forget what this, actual medicine cream is called uh i went into the dermatologist a couple months ago uh before christmas and they're like yeah you got a few spots that you know might want to you know we want want you to do this treatment but do it after uh maybe after christmas if you're going somewhere where you're going to be in the sun i was like okay cool i'll do it after florida since that's where i was for christmas and new year's so for the last two weeks, uh, <laughs> I've been doing this this cream, and it says, you know, ultimately it'll it'll you know attack some of those spots, but it'll make them redder. They'll scab over anything, any part of your skin on your face that's damaged. It will um, really kind of attack those things so that it can rejuvenate and heal. And uh, but it's also it's not, the cream is also photosensing or something like that, photosensitive. So that if you're out in the sun, you could you can get even more burned, right? And so for last couple of weeks, like <laughs> everywhere I went, I like had a hat on, sunglasses, my hood up, you know, even wore my mask from time to time just to like try to cover up as much as my face. The first couple, the first week, I'm like, okay, cool, no big deal, all right. That second week, though, man, it started to really like <laughs> to take effect. Uh, such to the point where by the time I was done, I was like, holy shit, <laughs> I look like I've been mauled. I look like I've been beat up. Um, and why am I telling you this story? Is because I still went out to um, social events. I still went out on 
dates. I still went out with friends. I still went out in the community. And uh, I think a, a younger, less mature version of myself, maybe a, a version of myself that had uh, that was giving too many fucks, wouldn't have gone out. And for me, I uh, I just see that, okay, cool. As I'm evolving, as I'm growing, as I'm giving fewer fucks, as I'm just happy with, uh, no pun intended, the uh, being in my own skin, I kind of like, eh, well, <laughs> if someone's going to judge me based off my uh, my skin appearance, then so what? I don't really give a shit, but I'm also not going to sit in my room in my house and uh, and not leave for a couple weeks while my face heals. So... For me, that's a big part of, this is the segue, you know, <laughs> of becoming who I ultimately want to be, especially as I age, especially as my, you know, so-called in this human experience, my body isn't, you know, it ages, right? I personally uh, am one of those people who want to age gracefully. Um, but I don't want to do it through unnatural means. Now that I guess that could change in the future, I don't know. I don't know how I'll feel in 10, 20 years, depending on how I look and feel. <laughs> but at the moment, I'm like, yeah, I'm looking older. But yeah, I, I'm i cool with that. I am older. And uh, this isn't my first rodeo. And I've learned a lot of wisdom along the years. And I've also traveled and done a lot of things, and, and my body has served me so well. I'm so grateful for my health and for my um, my mental well-being. And so that comes around, like I said, to becoming the man that you ultimately want to be, right? For me, it's about just being comfortable in my skin, giving very few fucks, uh, and just enjoying being that man that I'm proud to be, right? So... It's ironic because over the last several weeks at church, uh, at the beginning of this year of 2023, they've had this series kind of more or less focused on you becoming ultimately who you want to be. Uh, and it's ironic because I've been working on finalizing my next program I'm about to, to release, which is the Code of Kings, which is to help men really get clear about who they are committed to being right? Because um, not only is it important for you to understand uh, or to be intentional about who you want to be as a man, but then to also figure out how am I going to get there, right? Uh, because as the, the good book says, without a vision, the people perish. I heard that originally from, from Tony Robbins, and I've heard it multiple times. I've even heard it at a, a sermon in the last couple of weeks at church. Um, but some of these ideas that I've, I've even taken from church and things I see online, everything else, so much of it resonates. Because you'll not become the man that you want to be just by accident, right? I think if you're listening to this podcast, which you are, if you are attracted to things like reading my book or doing some of my programs, it's because you're probably not exactly stoked about how your life has turned out. You know, there might be some amazing things, but there are also probably some other areas of your life that are like, I'm just not willing to settle. Like, I need more. And allowing my life to just 
pan out just by happenstance, I imagine you're wise enough now to see that that hasn't been working for you, right? So ultimately, if you don't like where you're going, then right now, (laughs) today, in this moment, you can make decisions, positive decisions to change that trajectory, right? And over the last year, man, um, I have really, really, I mean, I was always a, a fan, but watching Drive to Survive on Netflix, all about F1 racing, it re-sparked this love of motorsports that I had initially in my mid-20s when I was working for a startup company that was like doing corporate leadership and meeting space uh, coupled with indoor electric go-karting. And uh, <laughs> it was so fucking sweet. While we were, this is just a, another side note, while we were, uh, we hadn't even found a, a space yet to, this was just a concept. I was the very f- uh, first salesperson on this, on this team young gun you know i was 25 26 i was eager and uh we would meet with all these prospective um investors right and the investors had to be accredited which means they'd had had to have a net worth of at least a million dollars and the minimum buy-in was 125 grand right so we'd meet all these uh and this was in st louis so we'd meet uh i remember one time isaac bruce showed up he was a, a st louis football rams player um, we met with a bunch of the, uh, the Anheuser-Busch brothers and family. We met with, uh, so many, you know, quote unquote, big wigs in St. Louis. Um, and a lot of times we would have them meet us at a parking lot and then I would strap on this helmet and get in this, uh, electric go-kart, high performance go-kart that probably did 40 miles an hour roughly. And I've never really been trained on how to drive, but I just was having so much fun. And this thing was kind of, uh, had a fiberglass body that kind of was like a Ferrari Lamborghini. But the thing had so much fucking get up and go, as as I imagine you've probably experienced a, an electric car now too. And we would just tool around and just drift and, oh man, it was so much fun. You know, I would show them how to do it. We'd set up cones and then of course, ultimately we'd let them jump in. And that was oftentimes enough for them to be like, hell yes, I'm in, right? And so that's when I really fell in love with motorsports and then watching Drive to Survive in the last several years. And then this past year, I actually watched every single race uh, of the F1 series. Um, and, you know, I've talked about it in, in, in the past um, about the things that I've taken from it. But as a professional driver, it was so interesting because I've done enough now. I, ha- I still have not really been taught um, but I do remember going back to when I was like 25, 26, we had, um, was it Bob Bondurant? Bob Bondurant has a performance school of driving down in Phoenix, I believe. And it was either him or his son. I forget who was actually there, but we had, um, and maybe it wasn't his son, but we, it was him. And then another, um, like NASCAR or, or, um, F1 or Indy. I think he actually was an Indy car racer, right? Um, and we got out there on the track. This is by the time we actually had a facility and we had, you know, 30 carts and that sort of thing on race grade asphalt indoors. And we all have the same cart, right? 
and uh, we started going and this guy pulls out, he was, he was in front of me. I was then second in line and then a bunch of the other guys were behind me and I was attempting to stay up with him, of course, right? Like I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, <laughs> my, my thought was I want to, I want to race this guy, maybe even like beat him or pass him and then have him, you know, I'm just envisioning this scenario where like we, we get done with our racing. We take off our, off our helmets. He's like, dude, you're, you're good. Like you, you've got some skill. You should look into this. And that, that's what was kind of going through my head. Right. We pull out and we just take off <laughs> and this guy leaves me in the dust. Like I was standing still. Right. I was blown away. The, the harder I attempted to, to keep up with him, the further he pulled away. And what I've learned over the years of, of watching, you know, Drive to Survive and, and, you know, dabbling with racing myself and then more so just really diving into the F1 series this past year in 2022, as a professional driver to go, it's almost like to be the fastest, you must learn to be the best at braking, which I think is such an interesting analogy or metaphor, Right. That in life, if you want to become the man that you ultimately want to be, you have to be really good at pumping your own brakes, at saying no, at uh, delaying gratification. You know what I mean? So you have to be able to just feather the brakes enough so that as you come through the apex of the turn, you can get on the accelerator quickly versus slowing way far too too slow and then hitting the accelerator, which is what I was doing back uh, in my mid twenties. And this guy just smoked me. He almost ultimately ended up coming back around and catching up to lap me. I was like, Oh my God, this guy is fucking unbelievable. But that made me respect him and fall in love with the sport even more. Right. And so uh, the interesting thing is that I see with men and myself included in the past, uh, before I kind of had my own awakening is that one of the patterns that, that men often do is that they live from the outside in. They seek pleasure in the moment, hoping that it will bring them true fulfillment and happiness. But of course it doesn't, right? It's the instant gratification. It's the microwave uh, society that we live in where we want everything right now, right? We're not willing to take the time to, to grow. And the truth is, I believe that if you're listening to a podcast like this, you're doing the work that you're, I believe that you're doing, you have had your own awakening, that life doesn't come easy. There's no get rich quick, right? Because even if there is um, a shortcut to success, chances are even greater that you're going to lose that success because you haven't actually quite earned it, right? And so the, the kingdom culture that I, read, that I write about in my book is more based off of a pattern of living from the inside out, right? Where you're not seeking pleasure, which is, which is in the moment. You're actually seeking fulfillment and joy and happiness, right? And so with the whole idea of asking yourself the question, who do I want to be and, and how am I going to get there? Um, you really do have to look at the, the decisions and the choices that you need to make right now so that you can ultimately get yourself there one years, three years, five years, right? 
let's say five years from, from now, you want to be able to look back at your life and be able to see, oh yeah, those defining moments, you know, what business was I pursuing? What was my, uh, relationship with my significant other, you know? Uh, how did I decide to show up as a dad if you have kids, right? What's your relationship spiritually with your creator if you have one? How are you, how are you showing up with your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health? So to me, intentions alone don't determine your destination, right? Yes, you have to be extremely intentional. Otherwise, like I said at the very beginning, if you're not intentional, then life will just throw stuff at you and you'll be kind of, uh, your life will just unfold however it's going to unfold without your, you know, creativity and your, uh, your vision for that, right? But intention alone won't actually save you, right? It's like times that I've been pulled over and, um, I'm like, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Like my intention wasn't to speed, but I was right. There's been plenty of times in relationships when my intention wasn't malicious, but I still hurt her. Right. And so do intentions add up for something? Well, they certainly do. But at the end of the day, if you keep making the same mistakes, even though you say that you have intention, well then something's missing, right? What's, What's missing are the decisions. You have to intentionally make decisions and couple them with behavior, behavior that is aligned with those intentional decisions for it to truly determine your destination in life, who you ultimately want to become. Does that make sense? So the reality too, for a lot of guys, we have a lot of stories we have a lot of excuses for why we're underperforming in life. But the reality is that excuses never really get you into anything. They only get you out of something, right? So as a man who is committed to becoming, becoming the best version of himself, becoming a king in his life, whatever that means to you, then you have to realize that your excuses, your stories, they're no longer welcome. They're no longer welcome in your life. They're no longer welcome in the minds of those that, uh, that you surround yourself with. You know, because we do ultimately, a lot of times we tell stories and, and people will happily take on those stories for you. Be like, oh yeah, you know, I mean, well, remember, this is why this happened. And, and it's okay. You should give yourself a break. Like there's something to be said about grace. And there's another, there's definitely something to be said about people who enable poor behavior because they're just buying into a small story of you, a story that keeps you small, right? And so keeping along those lines of how do I become who I want to be, you have to realize that the thoughts you believe determine the person you become, right? And so for me, that's why my code of kings is so important. It's extremely important for me to put down on paper because it's funny, like even as an entrepreneur, as a business owner that I've been, you know, for the last 13 years, there's been so many times, <laughs> there's so many distractions, right? I'm sure you've experienced this. 
uh, for instance, maybe you get online or you get on social media or you get on your phone for one thing, but something else distracts you and then you're like, wait, what am I doing? What was I getting on here for? There's a reason why. Or you walk into a room and you're like, wait, why did I come in here? What, what am I doing? It's so easy for us to lose our true north. If we don't have a compass to point us in the direction that we want to go, well, and for that matter, if we don't even know the direction that we want to go, so the compass is useless, then you're going to be walking in circles, which I think a lot of guys feel uh, throughout their lives, right? And so for me, my Code of Kings, this program that I'm going to be launching in the next couple of weeks, is about supporting guys in following the, at least the way that I have found that's most efficient and a most efficient process for essentially becoming the, the man that you decide that you want to be. Okay. And so, as I mentioned, the thoughts you believe, whether they're empowering thoughts or disempowering thoughts, they determine the man that you ultimately become, right? So another question is, what do you have to believe in in order to become who you want to be, right? Because if you want in the future to become more confident, uh, more uh, successful in one way or another, more healthy, more at peace, more aligned, more respected. You want to become a, a better husband, a better father, a better brother, a better friend, a better son. Then what would you have to believe today in order to become who you want to be in the future? Because it's no longer okay to settle for a life that is more or less based on survival. Whether we're talking about emotional survival, uh, health survival, where you're 40 pounds overweight and you're just kind of like struggling, right? Maybe you're financially struggling. Maybe your relationship with your significant other is struggling. Maybe your relationship with you, where you just don't even know why you're here, what your purpose is. Why you even get out of bed in the morning? If you're struggling to, to find answers for that, it's no longer okay to settle for that mediocrity of survival when you can be living a life where you really are thriving, right? But it's not easy and it doesn't come overnight. It's the same thing with like hitting the gym. It's one of those things that you have to work on and chip away at. But it's so easy if you don't have a real goal it's so easy to walk into the gym, maybe be motivated for the first week or two of the year, right? Oh, I'm going to change my health. But then at times you're like, wait, why am I here? What am I doing? Where am I going? So when I go into the gym, I have my phone, I have a spreadsheet, I have a very specific program that changes every eight weeks. So I'm doing different exercises and I work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I know it's going to take me somewhere between 60 and 90 minutes to lift. I know specifically what days are focused on what areas of my body. I know exactly when I sit down at a certain machine or I'm going to do a certain exercise or a certain routine, I should say. I know exactly 
what weights to lift, right? So that's how intentional I am with my health. And then is it any surprise that I have the level of health and fitness that I enjoy? No, right? Are there other areas of my life where I don't have that level of intention and that level of clarity and that level of a plan that then I feel like I'm spinning my, t- my tires? Hell yeah, that's why I do what I do. It's why I am committed to doing the work right alongside you, right? So you really have to look at your beliefs, right? Because your life is headed in the direction of those beliefs. <laughs> Whatever you think about most often, and whether they are, like I said, empowering or disempowering beliefs, whether you believe that you are the man and you are a, a man becoming a king or that you are a king, or you believe that you're a fuck up, that you're a waste of space, that you aren't enough, that you'll never be loved, your life is headed in the direction of your strongest thoughts. So are you excited about the direction of your strongest thoughts and where they're taking you? And I imagine, again, since you're listening to this, that there are areas of your life that you're not excited about, right? And we have to change those thoughts. We have to change that vision for your life. And if it's just more or less like you don't really know where you're going, but then you hop online, get on social media, you look at what everyone else is doing, their highlight reel that makes you feel shittier, which takes the wind out of your sails, and you waste another day or another week or another month or another fucking year not really being truly intentional, then you have to realize that you're believing the wrong things, right? Once you get clear about the vision is that, that, that you want, the thoughts that need to generate the man, the, the character traits, the, <laughs> the whole kit and caboodle, if I can even say that. If you can really get clear about who it is that you're committed to being, then, and, and really get some emotional attachment to that and believe it, then believing is becoming. You will become what you believe. And if you don't believe yourself to be much, you're not going to become much. Does that make sense? So another question for you is what do you have to believe in in order to become? Uh, There's a quote here that I took from one of the sermons here that said, the reason that we move towards addiction or destruction or crime or prison is because we didn't want to be average but we didn't believe that we could be great. So we run away from average in the other direction. And I find that to be so true. It resonated with me so much because violence, destruction, I mean, think about it, right? How quickly does it take a fire to consume a house compared to how long it takes to build that house? It's so easy to get some sort of instant gratification as it relates to that type of stuff that I was just talking about. Addiction, crime, destructive behavior, right? And so men that are rudderless, men who have no sense of control or clarity around the direction that they're going in life, 
no wonder they find themselves into things that are destructive, right? I just love that. Because we didn't believe that we could be great. So we ran away from average in the other direction. The reason why you get into destructive behavior is because you believe that you can't create what it is that you ultimately want or that you're not worthy, right? That you're not enough. And so the real strategy is not in you being destructive with your life and pissing away this opportunity of, of breath in your lungs, but is that you believe you can't create, right? It's not, a, it's not, so if you're looking like, oh, well, I'm a porn addict or I'm an alcoholic or it's not about those coping mechanisms. It's actually that you believe that you don't have the wherewithal or the self-worth to actually create the life of abundance that you know deep down inside you really do want. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to a podcast like this, right? But that because you don't know how to do it, maybe it's so overwhelming in your head or you've had so much past, so much history, I should say, of coming up short that you kind of just surrendered to just accepting mediocrity or a story that you're not good enough. That you don't, you don't even want to believe potentially in the fact that you could create because it's so painful, right? I saw a social media post uh, just recently where uh, Dennis Moralda, Moralda, I forget exactly how, he has the, the Instagram um, handle Building Men. He said a deep, intimate connection with the soul of another is one times more, one million times, not one times, one million times more powerful than a fleeting physical encounter. Let me say that again. A deep, intimate connection with the soul of another is one million times more powerful than a fleeting physical encounter. Boys seek pleasure. Men seek connection. And I'd take that another step forward uh, or another way would be certainly boys seek pleasure, instant gratification. Men delay gratification and they seek purpose. They want to know why they're connecting. They want to know why they're doing something that is empowering, right? So you've got to let go of your past baggage, right? You have to be willing to let go of your past baggage and move forward in the direction that you want to go. If you don't know exactly what that looks like, then maybe when, uh, when I release my Code of Kings here in the next couple of weeks, it's something you want to do. Because for me, it's a document that I look at every morning and every night. I fucking laminated it. It's next to my bed. It's part of my process so that it is ingraining in my head who I am committed to being. It's not only things that I read, that I've written, but it's also there's a bunch of like, you know, imagery, kind of vision boards type things of my physique and my my future home and my future family and like things like that that really spark some type of emotional response from me in a positive way. And that gets me excited to get out of bed, excited for me to go to sleep, get the rest and to jump out of bed in the morning and and pursue those things, right? So what you believe will determine what you become. And if you don't believe much, you won't become much. As always, thank you for listening. 
if you have any questions uh, or thoughts, as always, feel free to hit me up at Johnny King on Instagram. Shoot me an email, johnny at johnnyking.com. Um, and look forward to connecting with you on the next episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. Thanks for listening, brother. Take care. That's it for this one, and I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say hey. It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, and follow me on Instagram at Johnny King and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.